Hello, hello. My name's Micah McCaw. My name's Jordan McCaw. Together, we are united in that sanctimonious union that is called marriage. Also, a podcast. And this is the McCaw <laughs> Podcast Universe, where we exist in marriage <laughs> and in podcasts to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. And we are we cover film franchises of trilogies or more. So sometimes we get a new newbie who talks to us. And they say, like, hey, have you covered Blade Runner or something like that? No, no, no. We do. Blade Runner? Yeah, Blade Runner. Why would we cover Blade Runner? I'm explaining oh. why we wouldn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, you know, someone might come up to us and say that, and we go, no, it has to be three or more. Yeah. And we say, if you want us to cover movies where it's only two entries, you got to go to our patreon.com slash M-I-C-A-H-M-C-C-A-W to hear us do that. But today we're here to talk about The Fate of the Furious because we are fast and furiously going, not fast enough, but maybe a little too furiously going through the Fast and Furious franchise. We are. And I think you were going to mention this, but maybe I'll just steal it from you. Okay. But uh, we are now on the eighth movie in this franchise. Yes. And Mike and I would just like our listeners to know, especially those who requested it, we get it. Yeah. This is all a joke, and you got it. We finally figured it out yesterday that we were like, oh, everyone was pranking us. Yes. And and that it's like a big, cons- I mean, talk about, you know, conspiracies are thrown around all the time now. And now I get it, you know, people like Patrick Willems who we love and want on the podcast someday, it's like, oh, he made videos praising this and stuff like that because he's kidding. It's like an April Fool's joke. Yes, all of it's... Every guest that we've had so far... They're all just kidding. It's just a big Yeah, and now I get it. Now I get it. So it's like, okay, cool. You know, you got us. Right. Bully on us, I guess. Took us eight movies to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, folks, we are eight movies in, and this is... By far the weirdest franchise we've covered. Yes. And it is the least consistent franchise. It's the most inconsistent franchise. Uh, and it is among the most disappointing franchises for that reason. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day. And I feel like of the series that we've covered, this one and Terminator, I put in kind of the same boat. Yeah. Where it's like... Although Terminator's highs are way higher yes, than of course, any yeah. of these movies. But but when when a Terminator movie is bad, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like hard to watch. And mm-hmm. I found that to be my experience in this series where five was easy to watch and seven was great. And the rest of the movies have been pretty hard to watch. Yes. Having this has said probably that, been yeah. the most entertainingly bad one. And yeah. Part of it is the story is one of the dumbest stories ever to be put to film. And <laughs> yeah. guys, there's a movie where Letty loses her memory all of a sudden. And yeah. that was dumb. Yeah. But it, it's just, I think because the last one was so good, this one being so bad, and we, we've been we've been through here before, five was really good, and six was a train wreck. Yeah. So here we are again. Seven was the best one. And I think yeah. it will be the best one out of all of them. Absolutely. And this one was so laughably bad that it made it kind of enjoyable. Uh-huh. I don't know a single thing that happened in this movie. I don't know why it happened. I mean, sure, 
we're going to go through it and you're we're going to say uh-huh. why things happen, but I still don't know why they happen. Well, so certainly my I would say that in this series, the odd numbered movies are way better than the even numbered movies so far. Yeah. Like by a mile. Yeah. Because one is fun, it's kind of bad, but it's kind of charming. Two is crazy bad. Three, I don't think is very good. What even happened in three? That's Tokyo Drift. Oh, okay. But three's definitely better than four and six. Yeah. And four is a nightmare. Six is a nightmare. And this one, funny enough, though, having said all that, I think this movie's my third favorite. I don't think it's my third favorite. Because, and, and I have to, so a lot of times with these movies, I'll think through them. You know, at the end of a series, we'll rate the series and, and, you know, which movies we like the most. And sometimes I'm a little more critical and sometimes I think in certain ways and all that stuff. But this time I am like, no, I have to judge it purely on rewatchability, not mm-hmm. on the quality. Because mm-hmm. it's like first two will be quality, seven and five. And then it's like, well, this one I think I could rewatch more than I could rewatch any of the other ones. Hmm. That's that's where it's at right now. Okay. But once the dust settles and we've hobsed and shot it and we've F9 it. Because of this movie though, I, I was like, I am ready for that Hobbs and Shaw movie. I hope it's what I'm hoping it is. Yeah. I just want especially in this movie, when we found out that Jason Statham was dead and the rock like punches a wall because he they're in love with each other. Yeah. Like, like in a yeah, they, yeah. they have a bromance. So they have a yeah. classic point break bromance. Uh it it made me just so like I I would watch a movie that it was just them as the leads, and I'm glad that I'm gonna get it because yeah. they were probably the best parts of the movie. Absolutely, I mean I kind of feel like the baby scene is like the best part of the okay, whole movie. It's the it's the best worst part of the movie, the baby part. No, I'm talking about when Statham has the baby. Oh, oh well, yeah, I think that was most, maybe the best scene of the movie. It was the most interesting. It was among the most interesting action in the movie, of which there was little. Right, but. I, I guess, uh, what am I, 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 I will say that the beginning of this movie, I was like, oh, dang, am I going to like absolutely love, like, am I now an, a Fast and Furious fan? The Cuba stuff, I was so into. Yeah, I like that stuff. And then the, the movie never like reached that height again. No, which is, I feel like often an action movie thing unfortunately or even <laughs> right, like right. a superhero thing where it's just like i'm so excited to be back and watching all these people that i love like right. let's just have it be dom and letty the whole movie i'm fine with that just hanging out in cuba and then and then we get into n- craziness but so okay this is, this is the most superhero movie out of all oh of yeah them. and this one is one like point, avengers age of ultron at one like, point i said format. uh charlie's theron was given like her fifth monologue and she, <laughs> right, 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 i said right, right. she's in the wrong franchise yeah she's doing like super villain stuff yes yes it's weird and what does this man from la who just started out drag racing and all uh, he wants is to live his quiet life what does he have anything to do with i mean just whatever it started so simple yeah and even then it wasn't that simple because it was a lot of undercover garbage <laughs> uh-huh. but it used to be so simple, guys. But I like I like that it's more bombastic. I, I do it it's this weird thing where it's like I think the story to this movie's really bad. And I think I think I think I would like this movie fifty percent more if it was just 
if it was 40% more practical. Yeah, because the oh, series, yeah, it looked really bad. The series has done a really good job of, I mean, see our last episode. We were, like, raving about the movie, and a lot of it was practical stunts. And there was stuff in this movie that I was like, if James Wan was behind the camera, that would have been real. And here's a big thing I want to say that yeah. I think we've said on the podcast before. We're Mike and I have come a long way. We, I think both of us, at a point in our lives, we're at a point where it's like, everything has to be practical. If there's any CGI, yeah. I hate it. And yeah. everyone has to go through that, I think, on their movie-watching journey. Right. And then you get to a point where you maybe see, like, way more CGI is used in dramas that you would never even know. Like, it's just become part of movies. It's a part of filmmaking. It and just is. a lot of what you do see even in action movies are impossible. Even in the practical sense, they have to put in some things or yeah. take things out because it's impossible to do that. Um, but in the last movie, it was so much of it was practical. That's what makes it even more disappointing when you watch the next one. And it's like not practical at all. Like hardly. Yeah. That's the, that's the killer for me. Yeah, me too. Cause you know what they can and have done. Well, and there's certain sequences like, like in this movie, when they do the zombie car thing. Yeah. Where I think that sequence was really cool, and there were elements of it that were definitely practical, and those parts were really cool. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like you could have just done all of this practically. Like you, the the insane stunts I've seen you do in the series, you could have pulled yeah. that off. Yeah, you just and then the CGI would be deleting the the drivers. Yeah, you know, like going in and making sure you can't see any drivers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure to some degree they did that. But there were there were some shots where it was like, oh, that's pretty bad looking. And like all of the ice stuff was was fairly bad, except for there were still some wow moments. Yeah, the the ice stuff was uh, that was like you know the same time as the baby stuff. Yeah, that was like this is the most interesting. I mean, I'd love watching the rocket out of a car and push a torpedo towards another car. Oh, I mean that was cool. give me that every day. But we like bombastic. Yeah, and and I think I could totally be wrong. I want to know if anything comes to mind, but I just think in general. I'm not relegating this only to Fast and Furious. I think CGI has not really figured out ice and and snow yet in yeah. in action sequences. Yeah. Well, don't you think that part of it is because like things that are lighter, it's just harder to make it look real because there's less you've less definition that Maybe, you can put yeah. into it. That that's the only thing I can think of. It just makes me think of the white orc in the Hobbit. And yeah. I remember I think like learning like the re- one reason why it looks so bad. I mean, other than it just being a terrible choice, but it's like you can't you can't put that much definition into it, like that much detail into it. Yeah, because it's white. Right. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? I think so. Yeah. So I think it is just harder. Yeah, I don't think I think we will crack it yeah. someday. Um, I don't think it looked terrible. Well, I, I just stuff. think like a lot, like a lot of the scenes where like the cars are driving and you're seeing the way the tires are yeah. hitting the ice and stuff. It's like, oh, that's just not real. It just doesn't look good. Yeah, but um, also, how else are they going to do it? Yeah, and at the same t- token, it's like pick and choose your battles. They are on ice, which is fun. Yeah, I mean, where did they actually shoot that? I don't know. Okay, Antarctica. It's all practical, actually. I just looked. I it remember up. <laughs> seeing trailers for this, and I thought that they were in Antarctica. I I thought they were as well. I just assumed that. Yeah. Um, okay, but let's let's get into the movie. The, I have you better strap in your seatbelt because I'm dropping the bomb. We're going through the Dwayne and Vin Diesel feud on this episode. Let's get it. So, 
Before we do that, though, the only change in personnel. Wait, let me just go through actors because okay, that's going to be way more interesting than the like the two people I have to cover. Okay. Um, I will say I have stopped doing work ahead of time for this series. One, they don't introduce that many new people. Two, yeah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, Charlize Theron, we have covered. Uh, if anyone has listened to our Mad Max series, Micah reminded me. Uh, I forgot that she that we have covered her. Uh, yeah. she is awful in this movie, and yeah. that sucks because I like. I, I'm. I would say I'm a fan. I'm. I usually like if I'm at the theaters and I see a trailer and it's got her in it. Do you remember being really good up. in Prometheus? Because I remember her being good in that. I remember her being good in it. I mean, so it. Oh, this movie was so bad, and do not, do not. Why did we give her dreadlocks? I know, and I know, why I know. In the, in the future movie, she has a bowl cut. What are we doing, guys? It's <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. bad. Yeah. She, she is like it is among the worst. Like I hope she got nominated for Razzie Awards. Like it is. No, no, bad. we don't like the Razzies. I, I'm just saying, Micah. Screw it the was Razzies. That bad. Yeah. It was. It was making me so mad. They were just like, yeah. just like whisper in a sultry voice. The yeah, whole time. yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway. We have uh, Scott Eastwood, who is kind of the Brian replacement. Uh, he, okay, we have to talk. Well, no, we'll save it. We'll save it. So he has all. He is actually in Suicide Squad. I don't remember covering him in it. Probably didn't because there's just so many other people. Yeah. Um, but it, this is Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah. Son, right? Yeah, it's his son. Yeah. Um, he's also in Pacific Rim. Uh huh. Uprising. Okay. The one we haven't He's, seen. He must replace uh, Charlie Hunnam because they actually don't look that different to me. Um, okay, that's a little bit wild, but let's blow past it. He's also in The Longest Ride, Dangerous, Outpost. Uh, he's He is very whatever to me. Well, okay, let's talk about it. He So here's the thing. I think he's very bad in this movie. I think he makes bad decisions, and he doesn't quite have enough charisma to be what he's trying to be. Um, but I think there's something else that really hurts him: is he looks so much like Clint Eastwood, but without like the kind of weird, unique things that make. He, he, here's what he looks like: he looks like someone made a video game of that starred Clint Eastwood for a PlayStation Two. Yeah. So like all it's like you know that it's in Eastwood, but it kind of doesn't look like Clint Eastwood. And I think that hurts him because you're like this guy should look a little bit different. He's got a real army uh hammer. Yeah, army uh, hammer. A vibe uh where they it's just so symmetrically perfect of a face that it's a little Therefore, boring. It's so boring. Yeah. Not much character in it. Like Clint's got uh he's got grit on his face. Yeah. You know, he He's someone who could maybe cry macho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, a very bad movie, folks. So, um, yeah, Scott Eastwood. Also, just Christopher Hivju. Don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, this, he, it's like, it was like the the right-hand man to Charlize. He was Oh, yeah. Uh, he's also in Game of Thrones and After Earth. Okay. Okay. So on the, is, is that all the folks yeah. you're covering? Okay. So on the the creative team behind the camera, it is the same crew. Uh, the difference is uh, the director, which mm-hmm. I'll get to in a second. Uh, this movie comes out April 14th, 2017, and the budget to this movie, Jordan, is astronomical. 
Really? This was a $250 million budgeted movie. Wow. And what's crazy is in the U.S. it made 225. Ooh, that's not good. Domestically, not great, but worldwide, 1.2 billion. Ugh. Huge success. But in the U.S., not as much. But what Jordan and I were both wondering is like, how come? Because we have a new director. His name's F. Gary Gray, and he's done the new Men in Black movie, Italian Job. Italian job. Uh, uh, he's he's done like a ton of music videos. Um, he's been around for a while. He did straight out of Compton. So straight out of. I think it's out of Compton. Yeah. Um, but we were like, why did they hire this guy and not hire James Wan again, or not bring Justin Lin back? Yeah. You know. And so here's what happened. So James Wan apparently was contractually bound to make eight and nine. Whoa. But I, I didn't really find a corroboration of that simple fact, so I'm not totally certain if he if he had that contract. Um, Maybe that means he had first dibs. Yeah, probably. Um, so the studios come to him and they go, Hey, you wanna make eight? You're you you got it. But he's like, actually, I wanna make conjuring two, and I don't wanna make uh, the fast. Wow. And now keep in mind, he had a two-year production that included Paul Walker's death, rewrites, reshoots, losing, you know, a, a valuable cast member, and then there's also this thing that that James Wan does not confirm. He does not, this is hearsay, what I'm about to say, but apparently Vin Diesel's pretty hard to work with. Yeah. And Vin Diesel would, you know, be like, oh no, we, I want to sit in on the planning of this action sequence and I want to make the decisions. Uh, and does he, is he a producer on these movies? I believe he is. I'm okay. not positive. Okay. So that could contribute to why he didn't do it. But James Wan has never confirmed that. He's a stand up guy. He's not going to yeah. tell tales. I will out of say, wouldn't be surprised if that's the case in terms of how involved Vin is, especially because he wouldn't do the second movie because it wasn't up to his standards. And Jordan. That's the tip of the proverbial yeah. iceberg with Vin that I'm going to go through. So then they go to Justin Lin, the studio, and they go, hey, do you want to make number eight? he said eight? no because of Vin? And he said... No, because of The Rock. I'm working on Star Trek Beyond, and I'd rather make that Oh, movie. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, so now we know whenever we cover Star Trek that we'll not like the third Star Trek movie. Um, you don't know that. I don't know that. We haven't seen him do sci-fi. But... I don't think he's very good. Um, so then the studio goes back to James Wan, <gasps> and they they offer him a apparently life altering amount of money to make is the movie. Is that quoted? Life altering? It is. Wow. Um, and he's like, "No, I would rather make Conjuring Two. Wow, that's cool. Especially since <laughs> apparently Conjuring Two is really good. So I've heard that. Yeah, that's cool. So James Wan, we've been ringing that I'd, bell for a while, but I make, love this guy so much. Rather you make a Conjuring movie than make another Fast movie. I'd rather him do a horror movie. I'd rather him make I would six, say, six malignants than <laughs> another Fast movie. <laughs> Here's what I will say about James Wan. If he wants to make any franchise movie, I say greenlight it. Yeah. If he was like, hey... I want to make Hannibal Rising. I want to remake Hannibal Rising. Oh, One of the worst it. movies yeah. I've ever seen. I would say, give him the keys to the kingdom because yeah. it'll be, it'll be the best movie since Silence of the Lamb for Hannibal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Or if he wanted to come back to Fast, I would say, sure. Because I was, after we watched Fast 6, I was like, there's no way I will no, no, like no. any more of this. I agree. I'm just saying, if I were him and I had to choose between oh, yeah. doing my passion, or uh, not to say that he probably was, not to say that he wasn't passionate about these things. Oh, he was. Uh, especially seeing the interviews and what, stuff. What career history-wise has been more passionate about, I'd rather him do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Life-altering amount of money, though. That's crazy. I know. Um... So then we have what happens next. They finally get F. Gary or F. Gray Gary or F. Gary, F. Gary Gray. Gray. <laughs> and um, so he starts working on it. Okay. That that explains why they chose this. I'm sorry. Can you remember why Justin of, Lin didn't do it again? Uh, he oh, Star, Star Trek, Trek Beyond. Beyond. So that, that explains why. Because as much as F. Gary Gray is an established filmmaker. He seems like an odd choice for this, besides having done Italian Job uh, almost two decades earlier, okay. or like 15 years earlier. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, like huh? Oh, yeah, she's in that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but now we're going to get into the juice, baby. So this is from an article by GQ. And this article... How come you didn't send me this article? Because I, I wanted to, to I wanted to it. tell you about it. So this details an observation that when you watch the Fast and Furious movies, the, the person writing the article notes that nobody ever loses any fights. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about like The Rock and Statham getting a fight, but it gets broken up before a clear winner can do it. Or a bomb goes off before mm-hmm. a clear winner. And so they're just pointing that out and they're like, why is this? They get into the logistics of why that is so. So, early on in the series, Vin Diesel developed a complicated system in which he assigned numerical values to... Sorry, who? Vin Diesel. Okay. A complicated system in which he assigned numerical values to each blow incurred by each star. Punches, kicks, headbutts, as a way of keeping tabs on who was coming out on top. So, someone has a big alpha male complex slash... Is really bored. Slash plays D and D. Yeah. So he's he's yeah. literally saying like, "Hey, that that head butt is four damage for yeah. me. So I need to now incur five damage." Yeah. So this started becoming quote unwieldy, and so producer Michael Fotel confirmed to the Wall Street Journal that fight scenes were then choreographed beforehand so that they wouldn't be too one sided. What does that mean before, like, Vin can know? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's just what the article said beforehand. A loose definition there. But even so, so I I guess instead of, they're just choreographing him way ahead of time, getting an okay from Vin and all that stuff. Okay. That's what I would assume that means. Okay. But even still, Vin Diesel has his younger sister, who's a producer on the films. Okay. uh, Come to set and count how many times he's getting punched so that it's not lopsided. (laughs) <laughs> Jordan just rolled her eyes. Um, so that's the Vin of it all. Now, Jordan, we're not even to the rock thing yet. This is just the punching. Jason Statham has a clause in his contract. Now, I don't know if this is for any movie he's in or Fast and Furious, but he has a clause that does not allow him to get beaten up too bad. Really? Yes. Wow. And the rock... <laughs> so he's the smallest out of all three of them, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, he is known for action. He, no, he is. He is. And and the article points it's just, out it's him and the Rock in a like in a fight. It's like the Rock would punch him and he's dead. 
right? Yeah, but no, okay. because in his contract, I mean, the pen is mightier than the sword, is it not? <laughs> but the 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 article pointed out some famous, you know, Hollywood stories of like, uh, you know, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? The the guy who's in Bullet and The Great Escape, Steve McQueen, and how he was in a movie with. I think Paul Newman, I actually can't remember who it was, but there was this whole thing where like the poster, you know, his name had to be a certain size and then the other actor's name had to be, there was like a whole. And that continues today. But yeah. And, and yeah. so, so the person in the article is kind of pointing out like, this is just a different version of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, like Samuel Jackson, he, I think he, which is awesome. He has something in his contracts where like. I think he like can't go like a week without going to golf courses or something like that. So he like has to be near golf courses mm-hmm. wherever they're filming. Which I'm like, if you're Sam Jackson, you deserve that. Oh, the guy's like in his seventies. Yeah, he'll do what he wants. And and you know like uh, oh, what's his name? Jack Nicholson. He always goes to Lakers games. I mean, he right. doesn't act anymore, but for a time it was like he, yeah, he would never miss a home game. Yeah, it's like he has to fly back so that he can go to the Lakers home game and then go back. So. You know, it, it is a thing, but The Rock, his his thing, and 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 we don't know. You know, we don't know everything, but th- this this is confirmed reporting here. But um, he had them change something in the script so that instead of lying on the floor after a fight, he was sitting during the fight, like like once the fight was over. So it was like he didn't get beat enough that he was lying down. Okay. So that's that part of it. Now we get to get into. The actual beef. This is the same GQ article. Now this, these are um, I corroborated different articles, and I was checking. Well, I just think I just was curious if like the, the whoever wrote this article that was how this all began, and then they uncovered like that this is much deeper than that. Yeah. So th- and, the, and like the same article. The the GQ was just about the punches and the fighting, but it's worth noting that I think we can extrapolate we, we can allow the fighting article to inform mm-hmm. uh, what i'm gonna talk about next so some of this is hearsay but some of it is confirmed you got to read between the lines here we go in 2016 uh uh, uh, uh johnson posts a video on his instagram where he refers to an unnamed member of the cast as a quote candy ass, and they are like tough to work with, and they're not good. Why would he do that? Uh, and then he posts another video. Now this is a little later down, and I believe this is when they wrapped filming for Fate. And he thanks everybody but Vin. Everybody but Vin. Oh boy! Okay. Thanks Scott Eastwood, Natalie Emanuel, but pointedly did not mention. Vin Diesel. So people had at the at the time before that they were like, "Who is he talking about?" And then then they're like, "Okay, it's definitely yeah. Vin." Does he think Jason? Well, like I I didn't see the video. I I just okay. well, I guess it, I guess we would assume yes, he did. If the yeah. other person's name is Vin, and I would imagine because the first video is deleted, I would imagine the second video is probably deleted uh-huh. by now too. Um, and then Michelle Rodriguez confirms that there was tension between the two men on set. Mm-hmm. And then, um. So this is in October of 2017. So this is after Fate of the Furious comes out. Tyrese makes a post where he says, 
quote, congratulations to The Rock and your brother-in-law, a.k.a. Seven Bucks, producing partner, yada, 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 for making the Fast and Furious franchise about you, all caps. What? So he's saying, and, and, and I guess this post was blaming him. Blaming The Rock? It was blaming The Rock because F9 got delayed, and this is before COVID. Oh, because he was being difficult about certain things with Vin. Yeah. Okay. So that's so Tyrese is like, thanks for making this series about you. Now the movie's delayed. Thanks a lot. You suck, basically. Hmm. I'm sure that post is deleted as well. But Diesel comes out and he's like, hey, we can't blame a delay on a single person. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that that's fair. Let's blame it on two people. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says that's not a fair thing to say. Um. And then Hobbs and Shaw comes out. Uh, Johnson thanks Vin for the support of the spinoff. Okay, so maybe things are going to be okay. Yeah, because he's like, of course he's going to thank him. He got him out of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then Vin Diesel. I so I think this is as this is last year. So this feud is still kind of going on, but uh -huh. it's it's simmered a little bit. But then last year it comes back up. Vin Diesel talks about when they first hired Dwayne, and he said that, you know, there may have been some tension between the two because he had to give him a lot of tough love to get the good, the right performance out of Dwayne. Okay. To I'm which, sure The Rock loves that, those words, like yeah, the so language of that. In November of 2021, The Rock said when he heard that, he just laughed for a long time. Yeah. Um, oh, I would not be want to be in the presence of either of these men. <laughs> That's... Scary. So then Johnson revealed in 2021 that he would not be returning to the franchise. Okay. So this is last year, July of last year. I will not come back to the franchise. He said, quote, I've wished them well. I wish them well on Fast 9, and I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11 and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies they do that will be without me. And then... um even recently in November, Johnson has said that crew from Fast 8 have since quietly thanked him for the things he said about Vin. Oh, okay. And then November 7th of last year, Vin Diesel makes an Instagram post. And he says, my little brother Dwayne, <laughs> which is already like, dude, that's yeah. so emasculating. Uh, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. No, they don't. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But no. the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. Um, oh, that's Pablo. I, I think that's in reference to Paul Walker. Um, I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. And Dwayne has said, No, no, I'm not coming back. And he's not an F9. Uh, uh as far as I know, he is not an F9. Wow. No, he I uh, know he's definitely not, or else these quotes wouldn't make any sense yeah 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 yeah. so that is the feud between the two baldest heads in hollywood that's that's tough i mean i feel like in the long run pretty petty you know but yeah th there is i think definitely something to recognize though that like you know this is 
like Vin, this has been Vin's series since the first movie, even uh-huh. though he wasn't in one of them. But like, I, I I'm sure a lot of it stems from it is just really important to him. Yeah. And sometimes when something's really important to you, you you act stupidly because you're afraid of losing control of it. Something that is so me probably means so much to you. The reason why maybe you're so successful. I mean, yeah. I know he's been yeah. successful in other things, but I mean, I would think that he's most well known for this series. So that, that, that it's like, you got to recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's just like dumb. Yeah. I, and it's, it is, it, it's odd. I think what makes it more odd is by all accounts, you know, if we take into effect that they have these, these, and I'm using the, I'm using this word, not in a derogatory sense, but we have these huge egos on set. Like three men that are like some of the biggest actors ever, and they have to share that spotlight. Like it makes sense that there's tension there, but it's also like really like you're not gonna be in Fast Ten like it's the not finale even because a good of that series. Who cares? I know, just be in it. You're getting paid so much money to be in a bad movie. Yeah, who, to, to, a movie that showcases how strong you are. Yeah, who cares? In and as as Jordan and I were noticing, and it has been confirmed in, in reading stuff like and like that, uh, they were not they never filmed together for this entire movie. So yeah, and it's pretty. I mean, it's that's very what I was, obvious. I was curious. It's to the detriment of the story. Honestly, well, that's what I, we were talking about last night. Of do you think that any of that potentially affected the script even in a small way? And I feel like it's gotta in some yeah. way. Well, I I saw an article and they pointed out how like. Um, at the beginning of this movie, when they rob the EMP, it's like it just cuts to them robbing it, mm-hmm. and they're all in their separate cars and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but in all the other fast movies, they, they like they, they all get together it. and talk. And there's one shot in the entire movie where Dwayne and Vin are in the same shot, but it's such a fakeable split screen shot that, and and D- Dwayne has said that they didn't film together at all. So it's definitely a faked shot where they film half and then they film the other half and splice them together um but it's weird like the the ending of this movie the stunt doubles they look like them when they're in motion but when they're standing there you're like oh that that bald guy is not vin diesel the back of that guy's head like i actually didn't notice any of that but okay. oh the, the barbecue scene at the end it's like so clear that it's not i the couldn't Rock get over vin. how bad the set looked period oh, set so I, I, I didn't notice anything else for a movie that expensive, what a very bad ending. Yeah. I mean, and and this this movie looks very bad. It's very bad. It's ugly. Looking. It's an it's an uh, it it you know, we we talked about how it's like fast four doesn't look good and then it upgrades in five, then it downgrades in six, upgrades in seven, and then it just goes right back down for eight. Who directs the next movie? Oh, uh a John Wick guy. David Leach directs Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And then Justin Lin makes his return to right. Fast and Furious with F9 right. that everyone was awaiting. So hopefully in the next movie, the action's better. I would think it it would be. Yeah. Yeah. But I would think there's probably going to be a lot less car stuff in the next one. No, but I remember no. seeing Idris Elba on a there's helicopter stuff. motorcycle and he's trying to deliver a virus that'll kill everyone, I think is the plot to the movie international terrorist honestly that would make more sense no he's a super soldier he has a serum that get makes him a super soldier yeah get out of town that's the plot of the next movie that's i'm crazy. pretty sure in this movie i was just waiting for someone to spawn into a different creature 
<laughs> it, it was just weird. But having, I mean, having said all this, you know, I know that we're like razzing on the series quite a bit, folks. But I, I will say, I do thank you for, for having us cover it because it is really fascinating, and I think it makes for some really interesting conversation because this is the weirdest series I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, there's weirder things like Gremlins to Gremlins too, but that's just fun. And we have episodes on that on our Patreon. But uh, th- this one is just like the most fascinating, strange series. And it's just interesting that it's like as popular as superhero movies when they're, they started out as cars. It- it's all just crazy. I'm borderline speechless at this point. <laughs> well, should we talk about the movie in yeah. particular? So the movie begins in... Cuba. Yeah. Havana. Havana, Cuba. And I mean, I loved the the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Me and, too. and and when I was seeing all the cars because, you know, there's been I I don't think there's an embargo anymore, but there's been an embargo so long in Cuba that they only have cars from like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. They don't have modern cars there. I think they're also just known for that now. So I think yeah. it is like mostly what you see. Uh but but, uh, but certainly not by Havana's choice. Havana is like a time No, 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 not by choice. But it is a it's a 50s time capsule. Yeah, so when I when I see all these fifties cars, I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" Because we've only seen like modern cars. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. And so we're seeing these, and I'm like, "Okay, I love this decision." Yeah, and it's just him and Letty. Yeah, I I guess it's their honeymoon. Right, Uh, but they didn't get married in the last movie. But that's okay. What do you? Well, they were married. Period. I know. So, oh, they were married before she lost her memory. Yeah, so I guess so it's may- like maybe a they were like we never amnesia had the honeymoon. honeymoon. Get, give me a, a break. <laughs> so they're having their honeymoon. <laughs> Great destination choice, and um, the, the, tons of cars everywhere. Yeah, but galore. Uh, and Vin's cousin is in trouble. His car. I think it's is- Michelle's cousin, but yeah, Letty's cousin. Okay, fine. Oh no, it is his cousin because he calls him a Toretto. You're right. Um, I'm sorry. His car is being taken away because you know he didn't he didn't give the guy money if you make a deal you got to live up to it yes that's what he says yes much clearer than he said it um so the guy he he basically is like oh i'll race the you this this guy who's taking the car away from his cousin for the car Uh uh-huh uh, and his cousin's like, that guy's got the fastest car in Havana or on Cuba. Uh, you're never going to win. And I got the slowest car in the country. So he soups up He's the car. Like, oh, no, no, no. They ha- uh, uh, Cuba has its own form of NOS. Yes. Which makes me think that every country has its own special formula. Yeah. I'm, f- I'm for it. Yeah. So he... He soups up the car. They get to racing. He's well, like okay, okay, okay. I just, I was like fully like okay. I love this movie. Yeah. He's he's Vin takes the car. He starts by himself just ripping off like the body of the car so that's yeah. lightweight. Which, he's just ripping it off. I yeah, that's fine. And I'm, loving I'm that. fine with it. He takes like a coke can and it's gonna like build up pressure in the engine so that he can release it later and like burst into flames. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sure, yeah. It's like borderline. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if this is real, but it feels like something you can do. Yeah, I, I, I'm into it. So much better to me than later in the movie. The computer people are like, oh, it's not working because of this, so you'd have to do if this. If you get into the X Y axis, you I can think deprogram the central chronosphere. Even if it's real, even if what they were saying was real, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just don't p- talk about it. <laughs> yeah. we'll get to that later. I was very upset, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, they they get to racing. 
they they're racing through the streets of Havana and Letty and some other people are following on motorcycles on the route and yeah. someone flings a motorcycle in front of Vin but he crashes and barrels through the car catches on fire he gets the NOS going the fire's crazier it bursts the windshield he's got to drive backwards so that the <laughs> flames are going a different direction and I was just like Go for it. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, fist pumping. Loving this. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, he not only wins the race, but he has to jump out of the car going who knows how fast onto hot pavement as the car yeah, collides yeah. into the ocean and explodes. Yeah. And everyone cheers. Yeah. And we're cheering with everybody. Yeah. And uh, he wins the car for his cousin, although with the he just destroyed his cousin's car. Yeah. Uh, but I just love that the the guy, you know, is like, well, here's the keys to my car. We race for the car. You got my car. And he's like, no, your respect's good enough. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. That That's even, <laughs> love it. that's in character. And every choice you're going to make after this point is not in character. <laughs> so like, this is great. Um, well, and, and I love that his cousin is like, you know, he goes, sorry about the car. And then he go he gives, Dom gives him his car. Yeah. And he said, your car was too slow for a Toretto anyway. Yeah. It's like, okay. And I love where his cousin has the keys and he turns to the crowd and he's like, Whoa! and the, the crowd <laughs> yeah. is cheering with him because he gave him the car. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I want to point out, uh, a praise for this movie. And this is a full-on praise. Now, divorce it from Vin Diesel's story in this movie. I think this is his best performance in all the movies. Okay. Because it starts off at the beginning Why here. Why would you say that? Well, I'm good. Uh, I was just ramping. Uh, it starts off in this movie. He's so charismatic in Cuba. More charismatic than he's ever been. So you're like, look at this sweetheart. So then when he turns, it has a little bit of impact. The story doesn't really make sense, and it's silly. But he's playing it so well. He's emotional in the movie. And then at the end when he comes back around, I think he's really good in this movie. Okay. I'm, I'm, I get that. Again, you have to imagine a world where the story's good. What's funny about him, though, is it's Vin Diesel. He shows range no, in this movie that he hasn't in any other. That's true. But again, it's Vin Diesel. I think it's he is Vin Diesel in anything he plays. Yeah. Even when he's Groot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, my trick is to get you to like this movie, Jordan. You don't like this movie. No, I know. Um, so him and Lighter are on their honeymoon. They're talking about having kids. <laughs> I know, the foreshadowing they're, they're, now is so stupid. Well, yeah, but there are so many things said in this movie that just don't make sense. Yeah, where yeah. They're in bed <laughs> what, what it? talking about kids, and he's thinking she's pregnant. She's like, no, I'm not pregnant. And they say something like, she's like, I don't, the question isn't, the question isn't, do we want to have if kids? If we want to have kids, is why the question is why haven't we asked or thought about it or something? Which this whole movie's just full of like it feels very screenwritery where yes. someone's like, oh, this is really clever. Yeah, and you're like, shut up. And this movie feels pretty dated. I mean, it's hard to remember that this is 2017. It came out, but I mean, yeah. I think it is kind of falling under the umbrella of like, I, I just my reference point is Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, just like yeah. villains, villains always have their monologues, but they give Charlize like five of them. Yeah. And it's always like there's got to be some philosophical reasoning behind yeah. it. And yeah. it's like for this series, though, there really doesn't have to be one. I know. I she know. can just want cars or want people to die. Yeah. Like it really just doesn't need to be a big thing. Yeah. But they try so hard and none of it makes sense. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of her, 
that's who we meet next. Yeah. And she's like she's like over a car that's ruined and she it's like making noises and so she knows that'll get Vin. And she does this thing and uh, I mean she's like pretty much completely expressionless in this movie and uh so Vin walks up and he's he's like oh here's what's wrong and she's like I know. Also I know where you get coffee. Also I know this. Also I know that. And then she shows him a video. Now he has no reaction to the video at all. It's oh. like it's like they hadn't written that part yet or something, and they were like, "Vin, just just watch a YouTube video for this clip." <laughs> and so he doesn't react at all, and then he he then next scene. Yeah, I mean, weird opening to her, but she's going to use Dom against the team. And and then we cut to probably the second best scene of the movie, and that is Dwayne the Rock Johnson with the soccer girls his daughter's soccer team he's the coach yeah and they do a uh what is the it's new zealand but maori well i think it's samoan because isn't he samoan sorry yeah 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 i'm sorry yeah um like a like a war chant yes which was great i loved it and it looked i i mean be we're certainly not experts but we did go to the polynesian cultural arts center uh when we went to hawaii a few years ago Mm mm-hmm and they did dances like this. Or, that's the only way I know that that's yeah. a thing. So I, I feel like it was like that. an authentic, like Samoan. He even did the the thing where the you, face that, you like make, make your mouth like crazy Well, you make your face scary because you're trying to scare <laughs> yeah. people. And it looks like, like girls are cool. really enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> and that one girl, the other opposing team was like, I don't feel like playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'm going, I like this. Then <laughs> and then some guy from the government comes up to him with a ginormous iPad with all this tech stuff on it. All co- confidential classified information. Just out in the open. But they do, yeah, the other funny joke where uh, he's looking over at the, the bleachers and it's just all these moms. Yeah. And the guy makes the comment of like, there are more moms than kids. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's just funny. And so he tells him, you know, there's this EMP and you gotta What's steal it, it. A nuclear bomb, or no? A that's thing? an electromagnetic pulse. It's it cuts power. Oh, okay. Um, so I know that from all of the superhero movies I've seen. Well, the the, the reason I really know it is because in Ocean's Eleven, that's what they use to knock out the power, and Don oh. Cheadle does it. Okay. And he does a whole monologue about it, and then when he's about to pull it to press the button, he grabs his crotch because he's he's like maybe I'll pee, I don't know, and then he clicks. Oh, it. I thought that might have been because like. Well, no, never mind. I don't know. Because what I, what I was going to say, it wouldn't make sense. Okay. Well, we will cover that series at some point. Yeah. From my recollection, and and listener, if you know any examples before this, I think and would possibly argue that Ocean's Eleven is what brought EMPs into the public conscious. Sure. But I'm not positive. Okay. But anyway, it certainly did for me. So he takes the job. But the whole thing is, is he has to go like undercover to, into prison? It, this far. Well, no, no. No, 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 no. no they the say... job he does, <laughs> if he gets caught, he will go to prison because it's that under the radar. He'll yeah. Be, he'll be looked at as a criminal. So he has to, and the guy's like, do you got a team for this? And he's like, of course I got a team. Are they part of our government agency? No, but I'm going to use them for the third time. So they go to Germany to get it. But, 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 but the, this is so crazy. He calls... Oh. Uh, uh, he calls Vin Diesel, Dom, and Dom answers the phone, and they have like the weirdest conversation in the world because clearly they were not talking to each other, and and there's the the emotions are all weird and stuff, and they're like, "Meet me in Berlin." Okay, sounds good. 
all right, cool. Nice to talk with you. See you later. It's like, what? Yeah. So they meet in Berlin. It just cuts to hard, them in their cars. It, it hard cuts to everyone in their cars. The plans form. They already have the EMP. They're just needing to get out. And this is when you said, like, oh, this is a superhero movie. Because yeah. this felt like the beginning of Avengers Age of Ultron, where it introduces all the characters as they're attacking that base in Russia. Like, it just yeah. felt like that sequence where it's like, remember this person? Camera pants. Remember this person? Yeah. Joke. This person, that's this person. When, that's when Roman and Ludacris and Ramsey come in. Yeah. To the picture. So, yeah. Yeah. And then... And, and I mean, the big thing from that point is Vin causes The Rock to get into a car accident so that he can steal the EMP and go on his merry way. And he goes rogue. Yeah, he goes rogue. And um, then uh, uh, Hobbs gets arrested. Because the plan fails. Yeah. I, I'm just so unclear as to why the government couldn't sanction the mission. Like, it, mu it must have know. been a I, line of dialogue. But it's like, if you're giving out this information in a soccer game. I think, I'm assuming it has to be so under the radar so the, ger the German government couldn't even, like, didn't even know it was going to happen. You know, like yeah. a surprise attack thing. Um. But yeah, he's going to prison, but before he goes, nobody, or Kurt Russell, the charming Kurt Russell, who yeah. still seems to be having a good time, and Kurt I'm Russell's having a good time with great. him. He's great. Is there to say, you can, if you just admit to the crime, we can get you out and you can work for me, which is like under under the radar type yeah. of work. And his new, uh, he's his trainee is Scott Eastwood? What's yeah, Scott name? Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. Um who was there just for tiny comedic effect and doesn't do anything to affect the plot. Yeah. Is he in the other movies? Is he in the, in I nine? think he is. That sucks. Yeah. Cause he's got nothing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that seems to be, uh, one of the tent poles of this franchise. You have to have one guy who you gotta we're have, supposed like, to think he does a lot. People who have nothing to do. Yeah. Um, and so then we cut back. Well, the to rock doesn't take the deal. Yes, and you're he right. goes to prison, and who is there across but from him in the shell? Mr. The T shell, and Crumpets himself, uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham, something Shaw. Yeah, Deckard. Deckard Shaw. And um, what what I, what is very funny about this movie, and and I I think it's a good choice because I like Statham and I like the dynamics he has with the crew, but they they pretty immediately have to be like. Yeah, he's not really a terrorist. That's what's so crazy <laughs> is these people, like a terrorist, their job is to to cause terror and like murder people and take down like governments. Like one thing we can all agree, terrorists, bad. Well, I mean, it just begs, it begs the question, how many former terrorists are working for the U.S. government now in real life <laughs> but it's like we've seen him murder innocents before yeah so in this movie they have to and i and i pointed them out when we got to them there's certain scenes where they have to like establish like that he wouldn't do something like that even yeah. though he has done that in the past i think for where the franchise is headed i think it's a good decision because i like him no he is great it, it's i mean but it does kind of take back what they established in furious seven which is their best movie so the whole series, though, is they're they're never they're, they make one movie not knowing what the next movie is going to be about. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it seems like with, I'm assuming with nine, there will be like some knowing of what's going to happen in ten. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because that's how it sounds like it. That, that from production stuff. Yeah. I feel like the little that I've heard. And there, there must be some kind of thing between this movie and Nine because Charlize is in Nine still again. Yeah. And I and think I'm she's a bad guy. I'm assuming that in the next movie or Fast 10, she will be a good guy. That I mean, is my she guess. probably will, but gosh, will she be the most boring person on the crew? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm also just guessing that Gal Gadot comes back in F9. Like, I couldn't let's see just, a world in let's which Let's just have the whole party. Yeah. Um, if you bring her back, you better bring back Han, though. Uh, I, think, I think maybe they will. They could probably do that. Um, so, then we see Charlie Steron again. And um, she is giving a monologue, and I described it as it's like they wrote just monologues and lines, and they put them in a, in a bowl, and then they just picked them out of the bowl. And they were like, okay, a uh, quarter mile at a that, time, do a line on that. That where a computer wrote her lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the prison breakout. Yeah. That's a good sequence. That was fun. Yeah. The, I thought the choreography was fun. Yeah. Um, it's fun that Dwayne's getting shot with rubber bullets and he's just like hulking. Yeah. He, he straight up hulks. I, I, w- I said this to you. Um, for those who don't know, there is a villain of the character Shazam and his name's Black Adam. And he has like a suit just like Shazam, except it's black and it has the big oh, lightning bolt on it. Oh, that's a DC villain? Yeah. Oh, okay. And this year they're coming out with Black Adam, the movie. And... Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the star. So they're making a movie about a villain. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's my understanding. I've never read Shazam. I don't know much about it. I him. mean, pretty much villain things is the best thing that DC has going for it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he is the star of that. And when I was watching the sequence, I was like, oh, he's going to be so good in that movie. Oh, I'm sure he he's going to be so good. Yeah. Because he's like already doing villain Im- impervious to bullets. Do you think right it now. will be funny? Like Shazam? I hope so. I can't remember who the director is, but I think it's someone that's a hit or a miss I'm director. I'm looking it up I th- because it's worth it to me. And I think they're a horror director, which yeah. Shazam was a horror director as well. Yeah. And that's the best DC movie, so... I don't know how to even say this person's name, but they have done The Shallows... Oh, Orphan. Okay. The director... What Can you try and say his name? Yeah. Uh, Dwami Colette Sarah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think I've actually seen this guy's movies. Uh yeah. Oh, he's Spanish, so maybe it's Huaume Colette Sarah. Okay. <laughs> and I was I was I kept thinking Andy Muschetti was directing it, but he's directing the Flash. Who's that? The director of It One and It Two. Oh, okay. So where uh, they that's what they got going for him. They just get horror directors to come in. This picture of the rock looks cool. Yeah, he does look cool. I, I think it's going to be good. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. And of course, we will cover it the weekend after it comes out, folks. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast or feel the wrath of Black Adam, of course. Egyptian gods. Ah. Fun. So they break out. Jason Statham breaks out. Fun. And then they're captured by Mr. Nobody. Yeah. And he orchestrated this whole thing to get them out. Yep. And then the rest of the crew. Besides Dom, of course, because he's evil and he won't be in the same room as The Rock, are in like a conference room, and this this was just a weird thing, and it's so nitpicky, but for some reason, 
They have handcuffs on. They comment on it. Michelle Rodriguez picks the handpicks, the the handcuffs, while everyone else is getting theirs unlocked. I don't know. And I thought they were doing a really stupid like foreshadowing so that yeah. later in the movie she picks a lock, but she just picks it for some reason. Yeah. That was just weird. That's all. Yeah. Um, and then now they're like, okay, we got to team up with Shaw because he's really good at finding people because the God's eye doesn't work anymore for finding Vin. Yeah. Because it pings everywhere. Oh, gosh. That's the whole thing that was dumb, though, that they were like, so they were trying to find him. He's all over the world, which is impossible because yeah. they're doing some hacking thing. And then the hacker is like... Well, it's probably because of this vocabulary word that no one knows what it means. And then Ludacris says, and also because if that, then it means this vocabulary word that no one means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one knows what it means. And then they start hacking away. I was like, am I watching Ant-Man? And it's all to just get Kurt Russell to say to Scott Eastwood, like, pay attention. They're doing their job. They're good. Yeah. And then they figure it out, find out where he is. And it's like, so why do we, why do we have to waste 10 seconds <laughs> yeah, of this movie yeah, yeah. of that? So now they're going to be in New York City. Yeah. Um And... It's just weird. So, no, 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 no. no this no, no, isn't no. They weird. found out that they that they were there because they bombed. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they stormed the place. Yes, and and here's stole- here's one of the Shaw things. I'm I really cut you off, but one of the Shaw things where they're like, remember, he's not really a terrorist. He jumps Michelle. to save someone. Oh no, Ramsey. He tackles her. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever but go ahead uh they steal god's eye yes that's why they had to come there and then um you know charlie's kisses vin you're gonna turn your back on family just like that and this is like make out with charlie's oh my gosh it's so dumb because (laughs) yeah um, we don't know why he's doing this yet. Yeah. It has not been revealed to us and this whole thing is family and i know it's gonna be dumb i know it's going to be as stupid <laughs> as Letty losing her memory, it's gonna be as stupid. Do, do you? So if you had to rank, which one do you think was worse? This one's worse. Yeah, it this is. one's worse because it's kind of a betrayal of his character. For yes, seven and movies. it doesn't make sense. It is a complete like. It's, I mean, it's the same thing as the Letty thing of like, if we erase her memory, it's gonna be so much easier to write the story. Yeah, uh, and and to explain why she's a bad person now. Yeah. Um. But they they can and it's just like so he just leaves his wife, so I mean they made a point to let us know that they're married, and he just leaves her, and then this he's with this other woman now, and she kisses him and he kisses her back, yeah, and she's just supposed to take it, and it's 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 like a when you you know when you're watching a romantic comedy and you're just like you know if you guys just told each other well. Why? I mean, because usually in a movie, you know, they do it. I mean, I'm sure the whole situation was like, this is what we have over you, Vin. And you can't tell a single living soul about it or else we'll kill the baby. But they didn't. They never said that. I know. Which to me is like he could have told Letty, like, I'm going to I'm going to about to do a lot of things in in the next couple months that are not going to make sense to you. And it's going to make you really doubt me as a person and my love for you. But just know that no matter what, I love you. And this, and I fight for you above all. You know, just something like that. He he could have said, "Hey, you know the girl that I was with, or he, she she had a but baby." But I'm saying, even if he was like, like threatened to not say anything, but she wouldn't tell. You know what I mean? No, like it she wouldn't, wouldn't affect she would, her well, actions. At one point, I thought she did know because even yeah. in that scene before they were bombed, she was acting in a way that I mean, she was obviously very upset because she doesn't know what's going on, and this is her freaking husband. Right. But I thought that she was acting the way because it's like, oh, when is she going to tell everyone why he's doing this? 
Yeah. Is what I thought. Um, but yeah, so they, they leave with the God's eye and then they're back in the plane. And I just hated this too. When Charlize is like, you, you kiss, basically like you kiss me back. You know, we all have a choice. Yeah. Why did you choose to do that? <laughs> yeah. We all have a choice. And then later on when she's saying that BS of like, that we really have two things to do in this world. People connect with people only to get information. And then the other side just has to make a choice. It's all about choice. We were we were all in an alligator pond, and then we, when our babies would get killed, we would then learn it's evolutionary. Like, what are you talking it about? Makes no sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> and not only that, so she has these big philosophical things that she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Yeah. And then the rest. Well, that, of that her... was when they pulled out of the bullets, like make monologue about evolution, and they yeah. were like, "Okay, we got to do the bad I mean, guy evolution." Basically, because she's about to have coats of nuclear weapons, and she wants to send us back to the Stone Age. <laughs> and uh, she, <laughs> w- when so she's crazy. done doing that, the other part of her role in this movie is to looking at a TV screen and saying, "I don't like that. Do this <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is he here? Go do this, or else I'm murdering your baby." That was that was I love that I loved that, but okay. So folks, I am of course you know we're tearing into this, but I have to say when this twist happened with the baby, (laughs) I was like I was like you know what this is such a bad idea and it's so stupid I love it like I like this twist because it's such a bad decision. Like and I had to okay. Well, let's just get there. Yeah. So I mean, this is the scene where it happens. Okay. After the kiss, it is revealed to us. That Vin has had a baby with Elena, who is the translator from the fifth movie who's been in the other movies. Uh-huh. Um, but obvi- but they have not been together since uh-huh, being uh-huh, together. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mike and I had to pause the movie to not only process the dumb twist, but to try to figure out timeline-wise how, how that was possible. And of course, we just had to determine it doesn't matter. Well, no. I mean, what what I determined is... At the end of Fast Five, he's with her. That's when they get together. In Fast Six, I think he that's when the impregnation begins. And at the end of the, because she says in this scene, she says, I found out um when Letty came back. And Letty comes back in six. So at the end of the movie, it's like she could have told him, but she didn't. So then in between six and seven, she off screen has a child. Uh Hobbs doesn't know about it. No one knows about this child. And seven plays out, and there's still no child, and no one talks about I it. I will say, in seven at the beginning, remember at the very beginning of the movie, Hobbs like runs out to give a resignation, like a some kind of letters of res- resignation. Oh yeah, thing. I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's anything. It, I don't think yeah. they knew what they were doing yet. Yeah, for the next movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I while we were pausing and talking about it, I said people saw this in theaters and could not pause the movie to figure this out. Yeah, they just had to go with it. And this is when I realized, okay, yes, people say these are superheroes with cars. They say they're gonzo, they're crazy, the timeline's insane. It's simpler than that, folks. We're just watching Days of Our Lives mm-hmm. and All My Children. Mm-hmm. And that's it. This yeah. is just a, these are just soap operas. And then when I look back at the old movies, I'm like, yeah, these are soap operas. Yeah. That's what this series is. Yeah. They, they've put soap operas in cars and got guys to go to the theaters to see them. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah. Um, so I love this, <laughs> even though I've never seen those soap operas. Um, and then, yeah, we paused and tried to work out the baby schedule. And then there's a there's a scene 
where Scott Eastwood is like talking about all the cars that they can use. And I, I just in my head, I imagined this movie premieres. It's been in theaters for a little bit. And Scott calls his dad, Clint Eastwood. And he goes, Dad, what did you think of the movie? Did you see it? And of course, Clint Eastwood never saw the movie. But he goes, uh, yes, son, you did really well. That was a good movie. And then he's like, okay, let's finish American I, Assassin. I genuinely cannot imagine how Clint Eastwood is as a father. No, I'm not, yeah. not even saying that I think he would be a bad father. I just can't, I can't, I can't imagine ultra famous people being parents. Yeah. Because they don't live a normal life. They have not, they have not lived a normal life ever and neither are their children. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just like to imagine that he, he's, he's just like, yeah, I totally saw it. It was great. You did a great job, Scott. He's like, I don't know what, I don't even know what, he probably doesn't even know what Fast and Furious is. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if this is, this just made me think of it. It's so off topic. Yeah. But I one time was watching this interview with Don, no, John, the guy from uh, Django. Oh, Don John. Don Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and I forget what he was promoting, but yeah. um, that's when I found out that Dakota Johnson is his daughter, yeah. which was crazy and just is always kind of depressing <laughs> in, a, in a weird way where it's like, and you really just got to know people to get to make it in the biz. Um, when when your artists like Jordan and I are, yeah. besides even beyond the podcast, uh, it's it's always like, oh, so I only could have made it if like my dad was a musician, like a famous musician. That's how it feels when you find my out dad is things. a musician, but- you know no yeah um but or like your parents had to be famous authors that's why when you hear yeah. of a stephen king or something it's like ugh, he just but he won the lottery i know I mean, no, but I mean, he it, didn't win it the just lottery. feels he's, he's genuinely talented but but it's like ugh, he has no ties to so publishing genuinely talented people who will never no one will ever read their book yeah um but like <laughs> he, he was i think the person was just asking, like, what's it like to have acting kids? Because I think, I'm assuming he has more kids. But they were okay. mostly alluding to her. Yeah. Of course, he's, like, so proud of her and stuff. But he said um, that in his household, they're very strict on, like, when you turn 18, you're either going to, like, you have, like, you're an adult. Yeah. Are you going to college? Or if you are, if you're not, like, furthering your education, or if you're, if you're like, wanting to do something different it, i'm making him sound like a mean parent but it did not come across that way yeah but pretty much he was like then you're gonna be cut off if you yeah you gotta make something you, of yourself you can't just coast and i on think it, it was like i'm assuming with him and his wife they were just very much like we would really like you guys to go to college which so many parents are like that. yeah so it's like if you're not if you're not deciding to do that that's fine you will be cut off though and yeah. apparently that was dakota johnson's case where she was like i really want to do i really want to act and he said that's great. Support you. You will be cut off. I'm assuming, though, he did not cut her off from all of the millions of connections he had <laughs> yeah. in Hollywood. But He's I think like, that means you're like, cut off. But here here's is my, my agent. agent. <laughs> here's my publicist. Here's my manager's numbers. But uh, I'm assuming that meant like financially, you are cut off from our multi-million dollar. Yeah estate like you only get like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, <laughs> not millions. Yeah, but I'm just curious, like. If that is real in that family's household, what's what it's like in others? Yeah. If it's similar or if it's just like... Oh, yeah. We're talking about the Eastwoods. I was like, yeah. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Yeah. But anyway, that is a very interesting very side, thing to think about. Side tangent. I hope that was not boring for other people. If it was, 
leave us a five-star review on Apple I'm, and let us know how boring it was. Yeah, I'm just done talking about this series, so i got to talk about something else. <laughs> well, then Vin Diesel's in New York, and he's like, okay, I'm going to cruise, I'm going to get something or other. So this was a question I had. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. driving this car, and... and to immediately I'm like he's being whatever he is using he is being provided with because he just jumped on a plane with this woman uh-huh. as he's driving this car there is a button by the pedals that the he, clunker button the clunker button and he steps on the button and it starts his car starts clunking and he has to stop Charlize is freaking out like he can't stop that's not part of the plan and he's like I just gotta check the engine see what's going on so he has a button that uh-huh. clunks the car yeah how would she not know that he's got a button to clunk the car? Oh, it's because um he has a button that clunks a car. Wild. Wild stuff. And then he's working on the car. Yeah. And that's one of the moments where she's like, I don't like this. What's going on? It's, it's like four minutes of her it's just being so like, long. I need you to get in another view. We got to get in there and see what he's doing. I don't like this. And then I van, don't like this. Van- blocks the view and at that point i thought like oh i i feel like letty still is on all this so i feel uh-huh. like that was a, like in 45 minutes we're gonna find out that she was in that van yeah it's kind of a similar situation but not letty. yeah we find out it's the the cuban guy from yeah. the beginning of the movie but i i kind of like this and i like that he goes in there and we see helen Mirren. no one ever told us that nobody spoiled that and that i was like okay I was starting to lose steam she on this was, movie, but I was into it. And I loved that. She gets the F word in this movie. She gets the F word and she delivers it good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then what I love too is she is in such a thick Cockney accent. It's great. As well as Jason Statham is. And it's kind of a bummer that Luke Evans is just talking probably how he normally talks. And that's that's fine. Yeah. But it made me wish that he, they were just big Cockney accent. I'm thinking of just like British gangsters. Yeah. Low life people basically snatch and i want to watch that movie yeah i I think i think helen murin's great in this and i hope that she gets to fulfill the like a role that kurt russell does where it's like in the next movie she'll just pop up and say hello about kurt russell and helen murin falling in love or maybe i don't know just let it be about them let's see what (laughs) they can get done yeah it's it's nobody and shaw yeah it's the sequel to hobbs and shaw (laughs) (laughs) mr nobody mrs shaw Okay. That's Fast and Furious presents Mr. Nobody and Mrs. Shaw. Yeah. And That's it's a good. Mr. and Mrs. Smith style movie. Yes. Um, and then, so there's all this nonsense happening. The crew's going to try and get Dom. And then they do zombie time on the cars. Zombie time? Cool. Because I think these, uh, the, this, uh, Russian men, Eastern European men have the codes to nuclear bombs. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to stop them. That's right. And so, they get all, this is, we're in the age of self-driving cars, which means anything's hackable at any time, and they hack all the cars, hundreds of thousands and <laughs> yeah, thousands of this cars is cool. being hacked. It's a fun idea. I thought, yeah, this was a It could more, look better. It, it could, could look, look better. a lot better. But One of the I highlights like, of the movie? Yeah, I like the idea. Genuinely an interesting idea. Actually, I think, I think if I'm remembering the action sequences, I think the only one that's disappointing is the finale, the last 30 minutes of the movie. I think everything else is yeah. pretty cool action That's probably sequences. because they're just chasing each other on a flat surface. And it doesn't look very good. Yeah. Like the other scenes, also, they're not quite to the caliber, but like at least it looks better than the last scene. The last scene looks pretty ugly. Um, but 
you know, so the cars are flying around, and then they do, they say, let's make it rain, and then cars start flying off of a parking garage and smashing all over this limo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. And then Vin gets out with a motorcycle-style chainsaw. chainsaw. Uh, It's shaped like a motorcycle, folks. Go back and look. And he's threatening to blow up the car. Uh Uh-huh. But they give him the codes. And he's racing through New York, and the crew catches up to him, and they all put a grappling hook on his car. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then they're all... I genuinely was just like, what's going to happen? Yeah, this part is cool. And they're all, like, backing up on different streets, so it's, like, ripping apart his car. Mm -hmm. And then he's able to somehow get out of it because of his, like, spider sense or something like that. I think all the cars crashes, and he runs on foot. Because that's when Jason Statham starts running after him, and then he shoots him. Uh, Vin shoots him. Twice. Twice. In each shoulder. And we, pow, pow. I mean, no one, I mean, obviously Mike and I know that he doesn't die because of other movies. I mean, yeah. there's a movie literally called Hobbs and Shaw, but I mean, at no point should people think that anyone's dying. Yeah. The only people who die at this point are bad guys and she didn't but even die. If he had died, I wouldn't be surprised if because of the weird timeline of this movie, if they were like, actually Hobbs and Shaw had an adventure before Tokyo that's, Drift. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so, um, then uh, because, so like Letty chases Dom and she's like, really, are you really doing this? And then, um, the guy from Game of Thrones pulls out a gun and he's going to kill her. And then Dom is like, don't you do that. Well, then she gives up the briefcase. Then she gives up the briefcase and then Letty does the brief, the briefcase and Letty doesn't die. And then he goes on his merry way. But then Charlize is like, I never actually caught her name by the way in the movie. I'm going to look it up. But Charlize is like, okay. And they kill the translator. Which I'm not convinced. Was surprising to me. Oh yeah, we didn't see it happen. Uh well, I mean, I don't think they're gonna watch I don't think in of that kind of movie they're gonna show us her getting shot. Well, in yeah, the head. that would have been kind of brutal. Um but what's what's Charlize's name? Come on, I don't want to edit. How could we forget? Oh yeah, Cypher. Um But so Oh no, she probably did. She Sorry. I it seemed like she died, but oh yeah, she's not in F nine. I thought I saw that she was in F nine, so I was confused. But it could be a situation where she does have mutant healing factor, like Wolverine, which is great for their son. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He'll be yeah. super strong and self. I mean, he'll be Wolverine. Yeah. Um. He's so, self healing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Can't believe I remembered that. And he has adamantium bones, of course. So he's unbreakable bones for the. Mo- I mean, they, they can't really. And break. aren't his claws vibranium? No, they're adamantium. Come on. Isn't that stronger than vibranium? I don't know which. I don't know. (laughs) So she dies. One day when we cover X-Men. Yes. And it did not win our bracket. So it won't be this time. As far as we know. I mean, right now, the audience knows what we're going to cover next. But right now, the last time I checked, Indiana Jones and and Back to the Future, it is really a toss-up. It's going back and forth all day. Back to the Future, man. And there was one point where it was tied like... Um, like five to five earlier today, and but a couple of patrons had voted, and patrons votes count as two, but it equaled the same amount, Whoa. and it was still a tie. Whoa! So pretty crazy, heating up. We'll see what happens. Um, then oh my gosh, are we? We're already at the end of the movie. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> then they go to Hoth. Oh yeah, with uh, those llama creatures. Tauntauns, of course. Yeah. Which is probably then, the series we're going to be talking about. I'm H-E-H-E betting it's going to win. Walkers? Yes. 
Good job. That seems to be the only thing I can remember about Star Wars. That's good, though. But in a few weeks, you're going to remember a lot. And, folks, it's going to be fun and refreshing. I know there's been so many Star Wars takes, but we're going to have a lot of fun. And I, I mean, I just feel like I need to say it every time. I do like Star Wars. You do like Star Wars. I've, I've been I witness like to that. I like it a lot. But what's going to happen is my plan is to take you from the way I felt about Harry Potter, where I was like, yeah, I like it. It's good. To like, no, I'm a Harry Potter fan. That's what I hope is going to happen when we cover Star Wars. Because you'll have to really, you know, take yeah. it in. Yeah. So I wrote Hoth, and then I wrote Brain Shut Off again. Is that your brain shutting off? Because my brain definitely shut off. Yeah. So we all go to the... So basically, they're going to this Russian base, and it was recently owned or occupied by terrorists. Uh-huh. But it's no longer occupied by terrorists, just mm-hmm. some other bad guys with guns, and Russia mm-hmm. has not reclaimed it yet. So it sounds like it's a free-for-all is what I got from it. Yeah. So sure. <laughs> they were going to go get the submarine, and I'm assuming the submarine has nuclear missiles on it. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's my guess. So they go there. Yeah. And they start fighting everybody. Uh, Vin is under the submarine doing the EMP business. Yeah. Which gets the submarine going. But then... It's funny. I didn't take notes on any of the stuff you're talking about. I So I just... I do know that the hacker, Ramsey, needed to get into the base to hack the submarine. Yeah. Which is why she was in there with Letty, and Letty was getting beat up, but then killed that guy. I, I actually had a moment um, similar to, I think it was Fast Five, where I was like, I don't even remember how the characters got like oh, no. from their cars to this spot. No. Me neither. But then uh, Scott Eastwood, uh, Roman, are in the submarine, and Ludacris are in the submarine trying to hack or trying to shut it off. They were in it? They were in it, which I don't remember how they got out of it. <laughs> but basically, so they don't, they're not successful. The submarine is in transit. <laughs> it's crazy how much I can't remember the sequence. And they have to drive 10 miles to some other place across this frozen lake. Okay. So that's when they all get into their it's cars. It's like you're telling me a new story that I've never heard. <laughs> I can't believe I remembered this one. <laughs> I know. I'm impressed. So they all get into their cars and they're driving across a frozen lake. Uh huh. Then what happens? Well, that's just a really long action scene. Well, that let's... is not as boring as the plane one. Of the Fast Six. Of Fast Six. But it is still a little I, I think everything, until until they're like going on the ice and it's a chase and Hobbs isn't involved, it's pretty much like kind of bad action. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure what's happening and it's overload and it just doesn't look great. But once they're like racing on the ice, it's I'm like, okay, now I'm tracking. But right about that time, we see two jetpack flyers. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And I I had no clue what was happening. We both, while watching the movie, were like, we both, did we both check out hard enough that we never saw how this started? But no. And then. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But they both get onto this plane, the one that Charlize is on. And it's the Shaw brothers. And it's just like, okay, jetpacks, check that off the list. Yeah. And so. So they're infiltrating. Let's just talk about the the airplane. Okay. So they're infiltrating the plane to save the baby. Yeah, and they get the baby. And, I mean, that's when we find out that that there was a lot of not retconning, but flashbacking to in the movie to yeah. explain why uh, Vin met with Helen Mirren. Yeah, and Helen Mirren uh, knew that Jason was going to get shot. Yeah, to get him in the ambulance. She tells him what he's going to do, and she tells him, which I think this is kind of funny. You have to get your brother to go with you. 
Yeah, it yeah. just sounded like such a mom. Yeah, thing. Like yeah. he, you have to let him play with you. Right, right. Because he was just annoyed brotherwise. Yeah. So they get on the plane. Guns and all blazing. all the stuff with Jason Statham, like dude, fighting and then like protecting the baby, all that was great. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. I loved all of that. The whole plane fighting, great. Yeah. Awesome. And in the middle of all that, uh, Cypher slash Charlize escapes the plane. Oh, yeah, and we don't see her again, right? No. Okay. Um, but then it, it's funny because she... I, and maybe this is just because we've seen so many action movies, but she's like, you didn't count on the parachutes, did you? And then she hops out of the plane, and I'm like, oh, they're going to have to do some emergency landing. And then it cuts to Owen Shaw, who we haven't seen in like 10, Ten minutes. minutes. And he's like, he has a gun to the pilot's head, and he's like, okay, go ahead and land the plane now. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, resourceful. Yeah. I, I'm fine with it. I, yeah. That was just a confusing thing yeah. as being indoctrinated on all of these different action tropes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, of all the tropes we're following, we're not following that one this time. <laughs> yeah. So then we're back on the ice and Dom hears that the baby's fine. So he's able to kill the guy who's about to kill Letty by a sniper shot. And he does so. And then he drives his car down. And like immediately when he drives it down, everyone's like, woohoo, Dom's back. Back with the crew. Letty's smiling at him through in between the cars. Yeah. She just, they all know. They feel in their hearts. Yeah. So uh, this was, I thought this was kind of cool when um, Roman's car went underwater. Oh, yeah. This was cool. And Ludacris pulled him out with like the grappling hook on his door. Yeah. That was cool. And then he had to end the car with the rock. And then the rock did the whole torpedo thing, which was cool. The the torpedo thing was like the highlight. Like, Like, there's a torpedo that's sliding on the ice. And the rocks like hold onto the wheel. He jumps out and he is he, like, grabbing it. it. And yeah. then he's like, make a hard turn or something yeah. like that. And he's like, what? And he goes, do it. And he does it. And then it guides the torpedo to hit <laughs> the other Someone people. Else? Yeah. <laughs> and I just love, like, his character is just insane, where, where it's just like, that is the only option and I do it now. There's yeah. no, there's no hesitation. There's yeah. no nothing. Right. It's just like, okay, that's what I do now. Yeah. And, um, so, and then Vin Diesel also, like, a, a torpedo, like, a heat-seeking torpedo is coming or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, you said when that happened, they released the torpedo, and The Rock's like, that's a heat-seeking torpedo. Everyone's got to get out. And then you said, I cannot read, if, if I can't read <laughs> get text out. messages on TVs when yeah when someone has a text message on a tv i can almost never read it and yet all these characters can see like a mile away and know which type of missile (laughs) is being fired it's crazy um and then the heat-seeking missile is chasing after vin vin just in time jumps over the submarine and hits the submarine he rolls out of his car his car is destroyed and he is cool i mean he's going to be consumed by fire but his family surrounds him with their cars (laughs) yeah and he is not consumed by fire yeah i mean cool into that into that um and then and then it's the barbecue in New York City, on top of the most manufactured, bad-looking rooftop barbecue I've ever seen. You said it looked like the rooftop in the room. It did. It really and did. I, it, it actually did. Yeah. It, like, a slightly updated. Slightly. Yeah. Um, And so... It looked like a... I, there probably were Coronas in there, but it looked like a commercial. Like, it looked that manicured. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, Shaw, like, goes up to Vin, and he's like... 
I can't believe you went and saw my mother. And he laughs. And I was like, that's another thing. They're like really hitting hard. He's not a bad guy. He's just killed a few, probably hundred or thousand innocents. He's not a bad guy. been responsible for the deaths of. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the last movie, we saw a whole hallway littered with bodies. I I know. He killed a lot of people. people. And they're like doctors. He just killed like doctors, like some of our most important people. I think a lot of it was security officers. (laughs) But But I'm not saying that makes sense. There were nurses and doctors. Yeah. (laughs) So um, the, the other thing is dom dom has the baby mm-hmm. and he he's holding it and i i said i haven't seen fast nine but my hope is this is my hope for the movie and if this is my hope it's a 10 out of 10 no matter what happens in the movie i hope that vin diesel holds the baby in every scene in the movie if he holds the baby in every scene in the movie it's a 10 out of 10 for me that's what i'm saying right here right well, now who knows where the timeline is on that movie the baby could be 15 years old by then <laughs> that'd be so funny. they're like they're like it's 2050 the war has been ravaged I mean, who, who knows <laughs> they should do that they sure. should jump ahead like a hundred years and they have like serums that keep them alive and they're searching for the fountain of youth with jack sparrow or something like that yeah um th- this you know there there's lots of jokes about or, or i think throughout time you know you, i don't know about jokes but you know, just an idea of like crossing over different franchises, Alien versus Predator, stuff like that. I think this series would lend itself easily to crossing over with other series more than most series. Yeah. It's like the most blank slate. Yeah. Type of one. Yeah. Because also everyone we've talked to is always like, oh, yeah, they do this now in the movies and that's cool. Like no no one is like, oh, man, they stopped like caring about physics. They're like, oh, no, they don't care about physics anymore. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. They fly to space now. It's awesome. Like, so everyone is into it. So they could Which do that, that. That kind of stuff, it's like, I'm fine with that. It's the story that, like, the story's not there. I know, I know. And that's what's hard. But I do think a- after talking through this whole movie, it seems even more clear to me now that it's definitely my third favorite. Okay. And it's on the verge of... Almost like I would almost say that I like this movie because I like how gonzo it is. Mm-hmm. And even though the story is so stupid, I kind of like how stupid the story of this movie yeah. is. So I, I, I kind of like this movie. Uh, so it's an easy three for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, and they the baby's it, name is Brian. Yeah. Name's the baby Brian. Yeah. And, um, that is the fate of the furious. So, I mean, we're almost there, Jordan. Yeah. We only have two left. The end is in sight until they make the next one. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this and you're going, that was fun, I need more, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Micah McCaw. There's a link in the episode notes, and you can listen to, I think we have like well over 20, we're probably approaching 30 exclusive episodes that can only be heard on our Patreon. Cool. And uh, we cover series that only have two entries. That's a lot. So this, I believe... Well, not the two, the 30. Yeah. Uh, I believe that this month it's Speed 2, Cruise Control, that we're talking about, which we're watching tonight. And I would imagine that that is going to be a very funny episode where we are going to be very frustrated. I just hope that they are really safe in this movie because it's called Speed 2, Cruise Control. (laughs) Yeah. But um, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and 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 rate our podcast yes please 
Um, and we'll see you next week when we talk about Hobbs. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Bye.